bless your name and I bless God we serve. Lord, we just want to say how much we love you, how much we appreciate you, Lord, for all the goodness you've given us. Lord, more than what we could ever deserve or even hope for. Lord, you've been so good. We're so thankful, Father, you've been with us every step of the way, Lord, but your word is true. You never leave us or forsake us. God, we just want to bless your name tonight. We want to lift you up, Lord, and thank you for all that thou has done. Lord, we thank you for every deliverance, every healing. Lord, we thank you for every life that you've touched, Lord, every sinner you've brought back. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you, Lord, for taking care of every need. We thank you, Lord, for healing, Lord, these needs that we've asked today, Lord, Sister Erica and Brother Ron, Lord, and the different ones, Father. Thank you for your protection in the middle of storms, Lord. 
God, what a mighty God you are. What a great God you are. Lord, we're so thankful we can serve you in, in these times and know that you're here with us. We ask God you just be with us this evening, Lord. Touch us, Father, by your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You can be turning to Mark chapter 10. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. It is very wonderful to have my wife, Sister Ruth, here tonight. Amen. Through many dangers, toils, and snares we've come, but amazing grace has brought us safe this far. Amen. And you, know, you know how the world is. They tend to commercialize everything. you got Father's Day and Mother's Day and this day and that day, but understand that this is Pastor's Appreciation Month. I don't know why we have to have a month to appreciate a pastor, but I really do appreciate our pastor and all that God has done through his ministry for our lives. Amen. Amen. But if it's just to set aside a time to say thank you, I want to say thank you. Amen. God bless you tonight. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, and also you can turn to 2 Corinthians 10. It says, and they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And many charged him that he would hold his peace, but he cried a more, the more a great deal, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. What would you do if you was blind? Amen. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, said unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Second Corinthians 10 and verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We we'll let you be seated. Also, we'd just like to read 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Now we know that we can only have his mind by being born, amen, into the family of God. Amen. To take on his DNA and to take on his thoughts, to take on his thinking, it only comes by the Holy Ghost taking preeminence over our lives. Now, I, I just seen this quote that was actually up on the uh, overhead as, as we was watching it play through. I just want to read it again because I thought it was very wonderful even with what we're speaking tonight. And I, I would just like to continue on casting down imaginations. It says, the first thing I want, went to, the, to a person and found their birthplace 
and what sign they were born under and could tell what their birth was, which way it set in their natural nature sets them in a certain line. Now he's saying your natural birth, what sign you're born under sets you in a certain line. But when they are reborn again, they're over in another nature. Amen. When you find into this nature, the first nature, inside conscience, inside reason, all those things. But once you move into the, that's a natural birth. But once you move into the other, amen, there's something different. And, and he goes on, he says, he said the inside, you know, would say, oh, I just know. When you hear the word of God, it says, oh, I just know. Your mind begins to, to come from the inside as your heart begins to line up to the word. He says, oh, I just know. It lines up to the scripture and said they'll start to do it. But the first thing you know, Satan on this outside will show all kinds of defects in it. He'll show every kind of loophole in it. He'll show all kinds of things. And then they'll begin to say, well, I guess. And they begin to reason. What are they doing? They're listening to Satan. He said, but you've got to take that inside something. What's on the inside of you that's scriptural? And don't let Satan stand anywhere. Hallelujah. That's his duty to stand there and pound at you like that. But don't you listen to him. Hallelujah. And that goes for in church or wherever you're at. Amen. Satan comes at you every day of your life, in your dreams, at night, all kinds of, any time that he can find a little place to come into, amen, to get into your thoughts, into your thinking. You know, I mean, I, I, I woke up in the morning. How many has ever had a dream that seemed so real and you thought, man, did I really do that? Amen. Satan comes and he tries to anoint dreams. He tries to come into your conscience, your subconscious, to do everything he can to distract you. You or to or, or, or to show you things or, or little flaws or little defects in it. But there's no defect in the Word of God. There's no defect in the Spirit of God. There's no defect in the life of God. Amen. What is it? Satan is just trying to find a place to stand and he will stand there as long as you allow him to stand there. He'll stand in your thoughts as long as you allow him to stand in your thoughts. He'll, let, he'll stand in your reasoning as long as you allow him to stand in your reasoning. He'll stand, he'll stand wherever he can find a place, wherever, whatever little crack, whatever little crevice, he'll try to find that place to, to pound at you, to try to get you off of the path. Amen. But what is it? When those things come, you have to cast them down. You have to push them aside. You have to say, no, that might have been the old man, but that's not the new man. That might have been with Brother Timothy or Timothy Pruitt a long time ago, but that's not Timothy Pruitt today. That might be this, that might have been me back in that day and what I used to do and how I used to think and how I used to act or how I used to believe or what I used to do, but that's not me no more because I can point to a place where my life changed. I can point to a place where I stepped from the natural into the supernatural. I can point to a place where the Holy Ghost came and took preeminence upon our lives to where we don't think like we used to think. Thank God we don't think like the world thinks today. Amen. We don't even think how the world used to think 30 years ago or 40 years ago. We, we don't think how the world thinks. We think how Christ thinks, the mind of Christ. So it's very important no matter where you're at to get your mind upon the Lord. Amen. To get your mind upon his doings and his word and his, his thinking. Amen. You know, I, I, here's another one here as we go into this. He says, I think it's a great thing as we could look at a Christian life and there had to be a bridge to span the way for the human race to leave this world 
some way, someday. And there was no one could do it. No angel, no archangel, no seraphim, no cherubim. Nothing could do it. But God himself came down in the form of a man to bridge a way, to make a way. For, amen. From the grave to glory. And it sure showed the reflection. Every, listen to this, every nerve in his body, every thought in his mind, every power that was in him was tested by the enemy. Amen. Well, you know how your nerves get. Every nerve in his body, every thought in his mind, every power that was in him was tested by the enemy. Let me let you in on something. It's the same enemy you're facing tonight. And if he would test our Savior and our Lord like that, how dare we think that we're going to get by without being tested? Devil, the devil's going to come time after time, thought after thought, reasoning after reasoning, trying to get us to doubt who we are, why we're here here. Amen. Why, why, why we're here in the first place, but he stood the test. Hallelujah. And when he stood the test, death itself, everything under it, he conquered it. Hallelujah. So therefore, amen, that enemies against you is a conquered enemy. Hallelujah. We're in the last days. It's the last hours of days. And we're seeing him now in his word. And all of his word is being made manifest right here before us. We're seeing, amen, prophecies that laid for thousands of generations are being fulfilled very rapidly right here before us. Amen. As he would say, as it were in the days of Sodom or as it was in the, in the days of Noah. We're seeing it fulfilled right here before us very quickly and very rapidly. But he says, oh, church of the living God. Amen. Get to your feet. <laughs> amen. There's a place that you can stand. We did talk, we've been talking about the place the devil can stand, but there's a place you're to stand, and that's on the Word of God. Get to your feet. Believe in Him with all that's in you. Hold to that little wheel in the middle of the wheel. Let it stabilize every move. Let it stabilize every motive. Let it stabilize every motion. Let it stabilize every thought. Hallelujah. There is something here that can stabilize your thinking. There's something here that can stabilize your thoughts. He said, what is it? May every motive, every move, every thought be controlled by this tower that's on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. But reading about blind Bartimaeus, could you imagine? I, I, I tried to, today, you know, just somehow times, I, Lord knows I don't ever want to be, go through a, what a blind person goes through. There's a lot of other things I would pick before being blind. But could you imagine the mind battles of a blind person? You can see what's ahead of you. You can see around you. You can walk and you can be walking and you can, you can hit this and you say, oh, that's just a speaker. But I mean, what, what is a blind? What's in the imagination of a blind person? And here this man, no doubt, sat day after day after day with, with reasonings and imaginations and, 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 and then his problems that were real problems, greater problems than any of us probably has ever faced. Because I don't know, as far as I know, ain't nobody in here ever been blind. 
But I mean, here, here I know this man had all kinds of things and, and he's sitting there and dwelling upon them and thinking about them and wondering. Brother Branham would go dramatize it in many different places. He said, wondering how he's going to get his next meal and wondering how he's going to provide for his family. He said history would tell us he was a married man, but he, was, had, to be, he had to beg and he had a family to provide for. And could you imagine the, the, the emotional drain every day this man went through? And the problems that he had to deal with that we don't ever have to deal with. And we think we got a bad day. The problems of just going from point A to point B. The problems from just getting up out of a pew and going out there to the restroom or going to get a drink of water. Amen. Your great problems and his mind and the battles that he had to go through. And he said, I can see old blind Bartimaeus sitting there. This, he said, just, just imagine we can see him and can catch what he was thinking about. He said, imagine he was sitting there shivering. Winds were blowing, his ragged sleeves hanging down. If he could be operated on for his blindness, he wouldn't have had the money to do it anyhow. He had no hopes. Perhaps they couldn't do nothing for him if, they, if he did have the money. Here he sat there shivering in his thoughts. And I'd imagine him being a believer, he would think, you know, think back, you know what, I'm sitting right here by the wall. Right out about 100 yards from him was the very same highway that the great warrior Joshua would march down through. Amen. And moved toward the gates. And right out there beyond that was where the captain of the host of the Lord stood with a sword drawn. And the same Jericho where this blind man sat. I can imagine Bartimaeus saying, oh, if I could only been living then. If I could only been there, then I would have been healed. This is his thinking. This is his mind. If I could be there, if I could be in a different church service, or if I could have been at that place, I know how to receive. What's wrong with tonight? Amen. If I could have just been there when Jehovah was really doing the miraculous, but I mean, the priest is telling me those days are gone now. And, and the hundreds of years ago, he used to do them, but he don't do them no more. And then it was the same road that Elisha and Elijah would walk down with their arms around each other to the Jordan where they struck the water and then the water parted and, and they walked across on dry land. And I can my, imagine blind Bartimaeus thinking, oh, if I could only lived in the day when the great mighty prophet walked down that aisle. If I could just been in Brother Branham's meetings. If I could have just been there then, or in some great atmosphere, then I could receive my healing. These were the thoughts in this man's mind. If I could have been there, the prophet of God would have had mercy on me and would have given me back my sight. But now the priests are saying the days of miracles are passing. We don't have those kind of services no more. And, and, the, and it seems like Jehovah's lost all of his strength. This was his thinking. But this was the day his thinking was about to be changed. Amen. From a historical God of what he could have had and what could have been to a God of right now that will meet my needs right now. And this is where you get in the battle when you come to the house of God. Oh, it might be another service and the devil's always trying to pound that into you. Next service, next service, next service. Or if I could have been back there. Or if we could just have another service like that. What about this time? 
Amen. This is the same building cancer was healed in. This is the same building that alopecia would be wiped away. This is the same building. Amen. God would come down and heal a woman of a brain bleed. This is the same place. And it's not the place even greater than that. Then we serve the same God. And he's not a God of history. He's a God of today. But we got to change our thinking to say, God, you're right here, right now, even now to meet my need. Hallelujah. I can imagine him saying these things and thinking on this. Maybe Job has lost all of his strength. Ain't that what the devil wants to make you think today? God just, you know, he'd done some great things back in the 50s and 40s and 60s. But where's he at today? He's lost his strength, you know. He's not lost his strength. You need to change your thinking. Hey, man, he's really, he's, you know, but he's, he's still Jehovah God. He still has the same power. He still has the same compassion he always has, and he always will be. They had them at that day who denied his power, denied his miracles, denied his signs, and we got them today. We got them that are preaching right into a tribulation. Preaching message material, preaching right into a tribulation. Amen. We got them in those days, who, who, but they still, you know, had those, that, you know, well, we got to go through this and we got to do that and we got to be this and we got to go, we got to go through trials and our, our tribulations. We, 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 you know, we got to, how, how dare you think you're going to get by on a flowery bed of it? Who says we are? But he said, we also got them in those days who still believed we got them today that believes. Hello, somebody. And if they'll be a tomorrow, they'll still be believing. And they'll still be receiving. Amen. Jesus said, I'm with you till the end of the world. I'll be with you. I'll walk by your side as a companion, a fellow citizen. I'll walk with you. I'll guide you on the passage to go. If you just let me. Oh, he said, I love that. I'll be with you to the end of the world till it's all over. I will be there. Then he thought, oh, if I could only live in the days when miracles were real. Here I'm beyond the doctor's reach. I'm a poor beggar. I have a family at home. Maybe today I'll never even get a coin from my begging. My family, my children to go hungry. My wife, she's already, she's already given all she can to the children. I have no other way of making a living. If I could only see, if I could, I could get me a job over somewhere, but I can't see. But as he sits there, God begins to deal with his heart to prepare him for his healing. Because if his thinking didn't change, he would have never received his healing. Come on now. It would have passed right by him and been on the cross hanging there. Amen. But here comes his opportunity. But God always gives a person an opportunity. God always gives a time, amen, a place where somebody can come to to get their thinking changed. Amen. He said he began to deal with his heart and prepare him for something. 
Oh, hallelujah. Have you ever had those times you're driving to church and all of a sudden your thinking changes and you begin to realize something's about to take place tonight? What is it? God is changing some thinking and thoughts to say, hey, we ain't got to wait for another service. Tonight we can have that kind of night. Tonight we can have the supernatural among us. Tonight we can have Jesus Christ walk in the building and raise the dead, make the ones in the wheelchair get out. Tonight we can have the ones, amen, who's having breathing problems all of a sudden, A deep breath come to them. Tonight we can have Jesus come and touch the blind among us. Hallelujah. And open our eyes to realize what day we're living in. He said it's just around the corner. But he said it's when you begin to think about divine healing. How many come to church tonight thinking about divine healing? Oh, come on now. How many come to church thinking about God? Amen. Amen. He said, what is it? You have to get your thinking on Christ, about Christ. Keep him on your mind. If there be any praise, if there be any virtue, if there be any good thing, think on these things. If any thought comes by, well, maybe, yeah, maybe some, uh, kick it out. Get your mind right back. Think on things that's positive. Hello, somebody. He said, never let a negative thought come through. Don't think sitting there in a wheelchair, you're hopeless or helpless. Come on now. I don't even see anybody here tonight in a wheelchair. So we're not even in that place or in Blind Bartimaeus' place. So so let me tell you this right now. There's nobody in this building that's hopeless or helpless. Hallelujah. Because at any moment, he could fall in our our midst and change everything. So you're not hopeless. You're not helpless. That's the devil lying to you. Don't let that negative thought come and get an anchor. Sometimes you can't help it from coming into your mind, but don't let it stop there. You know, I'm amazed by people that have severe handicaps, and you can see they have a strong mind because they don't let their handicaps get to them. I mean, you, you see people that don't. I was just actually today was watching this video on a farmer, and he's doing all of his row cropping and things. It was just interesting watching him, how he operated this crazy high-dollar equipment. So it was just, he, he's got a podcast and stuff, so I just happened to see it and watching it. And he began to say, he said, you know, he said, I, 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 I got to give a shout-out to so-and-so. Don't remember his name. He said, because he's a man who farms. He said he runs tractors. He does all kinds of things, plants corn, grows corn. I, I, don't, I don't remember all the stuff he does with no arms. He said, so I don't have any problems today. (laughs) Well, if you get your thinking right tonight, you'll realize I don't have any problems. Because God's already took care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. What happens though? He said a bird can come over and start flying over your place, but you don't have to let him make a nest. You get a double-barrel shotgun and shoot him out of his roosting spot. It's time some of you break out your weapon tonight. 
Amen. The devil's been taking place and he's got a big old nest. You ever seen a barn swallow? A barn swallow make the nastiest mess you ever seen on the side of your house. It'll bring mud and mud and mud and cakes of mud. And, and, and all of a sudden mud's going down your house and underneath there's nothing but bird mess everywhere. That's what the devil's got in some of you people's brains. Amen. He's got people so cobwebbed up to where they can't believe in divine healing. They can't believe that the Holy Ghost is for them. They can't believe that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. They can't believe. Why? Because they've allowed their thinking to be changed. Amen. They can't believe in altar calls no more. Prayer lines are out. Why? Because they got a lot of cobwebs up there. A lot of bird nests is taking place. And they've, they've aligned all kinds of things to support their thinking. Come too late to tell me a prayer line don't work. A couple of Wednesday nights ago, we had a preaching prayer line. Some people might think that was out of order, but apparently God didn't think so. Because all I know, a woman with a brain bleed, it has changed her to where she's now moving forward and got some fight in her, living life. Hallelujah. All I know is it took a little boy that had thyroid issues, and now the doctors for the first time in three years says that his levels are going back to normal, and they're going to cut, cut his medicine in half, expect him to be off of it in the next few little bits. Come on, people. This is God moving on the scene. So how dare you come and tell somebody prayer lines don't work no more. When God wants to hold a prayer line, it'll shut the critic's mouth. Hallelujah. You can't help them from coming by, but you don't have to let them roost. Shoot them. Well, what I got? Got a double-barrel shotgun. Old New Testament has got enough ammunition there to blow the devil and everything he's got. Hallelujah. We keep saying the devil ain't got enough. He don't have enough. But God's got enough. <laughs> Amen. He's got a bullet for every enemy. He's got enough to drive every devil he's going to back into the lake of fire. To their destruction forever. Amen. God's got enough. But blind Bartimaeus sitting there with all this passing through his mind. Passing through his mind. If I could only been where the great prophets were. If I, if I could just have them stop for a moment and talk. I believe Jehovah would give me my sight. But all of a sudden, he heard a noise. All of a sudden, you know, you know, it's amazing. People are scared of noise. But Brother Branham over and over and over said, when Jesus comes, there's always noise. And he said a noise started taking place. People began to scream and shout. Some wasn't all screaming praises and shouting. Some were screaming, away with him. He's a, he's a crazy man. He's Beelzebub. But there was others screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Hallelujah. There were things taking place. And all of a sudden, blind Martimaeus said, who is that? Who's coming to the play? Who's coming down the street? And he said, maybe it was some little nice woman sitting by him and said, hey, that's Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one who raised the dead. He's the one who gave the leper back his pure skin. He's the one who done this. And he began to realize, hey, this ain't a God of history no more. This is a God of right now. Hallelujah. And then he began to scream out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Amen, just a few moments ago, he was thinking God was a God of history, but all of a sudden, he's screaming out, Jesus, have mercy on me. 
Hallelujah. Is there anyone here tonight that say, God, change my thinking. Change my thoughts to when I come into a service, I'm screaming out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Touch my heart. Touch my life. Help my family, God. Why is it sometimes we sit around like we don't have any needs? We go through service after service like we don't have no needs. And meanwhile, family's falling apart and things are taking place. And we don't have nothing in us to realize he's here right now. And just a little bit of a move, it can change it all. An action that causes a reaction. I don't ever want to be guilty of sitting in a building letting Jesus walk through and me never calling his name. Because I'm so obscured with other doubts and mind battles and things and other that I allowed him to walk right by. And I never even mentioned him. Then we walk out, ah, didn't get nothing out of that one. Well, whose fault was it? Come on now, let's just be honest. Let's hit the rub- get the rubber on the road tonight. I know we want to blame the song leader and blame the musicians and blame this and blame. Whose fault is it when we don't get nothing out of the service? Look in the mirror. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just smile a while. It's like that boy, you know, you heard the story. Watched his uncle reach in his pocket when the offering come by and he got a dime, throwed it in it. Man didn't really like what the preacher said, so when he walked out, he reached over and got his dime, put it back in his pocket, and his boy looked at him. And he said, what are you doing? He said, well, I didn't like what the man said, so I'm getting my dime back. He said, hey. The little boy said, hey, you know, if you'd have put more in, you'd have got more out. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Think about the woman who washed Jesus' feet. She put all she had in. You're talking about mind battles. Amen. What kind of mind battles that woman was facing as she walked back to the house to go get all the money she had, not knowing if he was going to reject her or turn her down or call her a whore or whatever. But she was willing to lay it all on the line. Hallelujah. And we heard a wonderful message of hold the line, but I think we ought to hear it, lay it all on the line. Say, God, here it is. I'm giving it all to you. I'm laying myself out before you. I want everything to be holy and righteous. And if you find anything there, I want it gone. Amen. Some were screaming, away with him. Confusions? Away with him. Others were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. But here came along the very captain Joshua met. Hallelujah. The very pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. Here he was again, and people were screaming while he stood there. Days of miracles are past. All hopes are gone. And here comes the captain of the host of the Lord walking by just on time. He always arrives just right. And here he come by, calls, of course, the blind man. He didn't know. I can imagine him listening. His head turned around. Somebody began to tell him, that there is Jesus. And something began to rise up. He said, what happened? After, after all the things began to change, a new hope rose up. Amen. A new hope rose up. Here he was, begin to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. Somebody told him, that's the prophet who's here healing the sick. Well, it must be Jesus walking right here. Amen. What could stop him? Nothing could stop him but a scream. Jesus! 
His faith stopped Jesus in his tracks. What can your faith do? He says, the Lord looked at him and said, well, what, what do you want? Well, you'd think that would be obvious. What do you want? He said, I might receive my sight. He says, thy faith healed you. He said, I can see that as he turns around, on up the road, old blind Bartimaeus standing there. He told me when I was healed. And then I can see him looking at his hand. And someone trying to say, see, you still can't see it. But he told me. Went back to the word. He told me. <laughs> See, you still ain't seen a rapture, but he told me. See, you still ain't seen a body change, but he told me. See, you still ain't received your healing, but he told me. Go back to the word. But he told me that I could be saved. He told me that I could be healed. He told me I could be delivered. He told me. And right in the middle of all their doubts, his eyes come open. Why? Because he refused to believe what they were saying and only believe what Jesus said. He said a man who probably couldn't even sign his own name. If his faith could stop Jesus of Nazareth and a multitude of people crying for his blood with a burden on his heart, his eyes toward Calvary, how much more can your faith stop him tonight and bring him to your individual need? But you know, it's when you begin to think about God, when you keep him on your mind. You know, we sit in church and we think about everything else. But God. Uh, let's just have an honest service tonight. How are we going to do it? How much washing we got to do? How much we got to do at the office tomorrow? How are we going to do this? Or how are we going to do that? Keep your mind off of that and keep it on God. The Bible says, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. Well, you know, you begin to, he said, people begin to think, well, I wonder. I wonder if I'll be called in a prayer line. I wonder if God will speak. Don't think that kind of negative thought. Don't let, don't let it go through your mind. Make every word positive and every thought positive. As the disciples on the road, amen, to amaze Emmaus, Cleopas, what was it? They begin talking about Jesus. They begin thinking about Jesus. And when they begin talking and thinking about him, he steps out of the bushes. Hallelujah. While they were thinking on him, while they were meditating on him, that's the same way Jesus does today. And we wonder why we ain't seen him sometimes. It might be because we ain't thinking about him or talking about him or meditating on him. Come on now. Amen. He said, see, in my heart, in my mind, all day long, let me walk with the Lord in the light of his word with the heavenly dove. Let me have fellowship with him all day long. But if you have so many other things on your mind, there's another quote. Sometimes we'll come to church thinking about it. Tomorrow I got to do this. The next day I've got to do that. 
And when we come to church, we ought to lay aside every thought and everything of the world and enter into fellowship with Christ and worship. Meditating, worshiping in our hearts, giving songs and praises to him, thinking of his goodness and what he means to us, worshiping in the spirit, singing spiritual songs, making melodies in our heart. Even the Bible said, if there's any afflicted, let them sing songs, be happy, be in meditation, always expecting God at any moment to appear to you. My goodness, that changed a lot of days in our lives, wouldn't it? If you're always expecting God at any moment to appear to you, he would say in another place, he said, while I'm praying and speaking, he said, I want every person that is here to have this on your mind. As soon as prayer begins to go for the sick, Every one of you is going to get up and walk out of the building. Well. (laughs) That was two different thoughts right there, wasn't it? (laughs) Have this on your mind. Did that on purpose. Have this on your mind. As soon as prayer begins to go for the sick, every one of you is going to get up and walk out of the building well. Man, I think we ought to expect that. Why not? Amen. Why not? Why not me? Why not now? Amen. Why not? Don't have anything else on your mind. Keep thinking that. I'm going to get up and walk out of here well. You can't get anything from God with a negative thought. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But Brandon would talk about the slaves and how a man was bought as a slave, ended up being a king's son. Remember the story? Talking about mind battles, going from being a king's son to a slave. Here he was offered. Man bought him, took him to his place. One day a broker come by and he saw a bunch of slaves working on a certain plantation, a hundred or more slaves. And they were sad. Their minds were tore up, negative thoughts. They thought they would never go home again. They thought about babies they would never see, Papa and Mama they'd never see, a relationship, the relations that they would never see. They were very downcast as it is so easily to become. It's a lot easier to get downcast than it is to get happy. Especially in the world that we're living in. There's a lot more in this world to be down about than there is to be happy about as far as the world's concerned. Because there's no hope in this world. There's nothing that you can pull happiness from. He said, that's what the devil likes to work on you and oppress you. You know, that's the trick of the devil to oppress. But when this Christian knows his legal rights, when you can quote God's word. It says, I'll never leave thee or forsake you. That takes all the oppression away. When you realize he's never left me. In my job troubles, he's never left me. In my problems at home, he's never left me. Amen. Situations, he's never left me. Hallelujah. He's never left me. Hallelujah. Sister Rachel, I feel to tell you this. God's never left you. 
You may have lost your husband. You may be going through a terrible time right now, seem like, but God's never left. He knows what's going on. He's seen it. Hallelujah. He saw the letters. He saw everything. He knows all about it. And he's never left me. Amen. He's never left you. And sure, the devil tried to pour on oppression after oppression after oppression. But take the word of God. My God's never left me. My God's still here with me. My God's still fighting my battles. My God's still moving on my behalf. My God is still watching me. Because if he's watching the sparrow and not one little bird can fall without him knowing about it, I know he knows his son. I know he knows about his daughter. Can you, I mean, think about it right now. The concern that you have for your daughters and your sons when they're out driving, they're out doing things, the concern and the things you're thinking about them, God's still thinking about you. He tries to pour it on. But there's one slave. The man didn't have to whip him. He had his chest stuck out and his chin up. Just willing to work, do anything. A snappy, brilliant fella. The broker said, I'd like to buy that one. The guy said, he ain't for sale. He said, why, is he the boss? He said, no, he's just a slave. Maybe you feed him better. No, he's out in the galley with the rest of them. What makes him so much up and at it? He said, I've always wondered myself till I found out something. I found out his father is a king. Though he's an alien, yet he still knows He's a son of a king. Though he's a slave, he still knows I'm a son of a king. Brother, though we be alienated in this world where sin and chaos is, we need to stick our chest out and throw up our heads. Yes, you're sons and daughters of a king. Not a king, the king. What kind of person ought we to be? He did that to keep the morale of the rest of them up. And he said, that's what we got to do who's born again of the Holy Spirit. Keep up a good courage. Hallelujah. What kind of people should we be knowing that our heavenly father is the king? And only one thing the slave never knew, he never knew if he'd be back home again. But there's one thing we know, we're going home again. Jesus said, I'll come and receive you myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't think about anything else. Keep your mind on these things. He said, brother, that'll make a mockingbird sing in the night. Amen. If I don't make a mockingbird sing in the middle of the night, what ought to be to a son or a daughter of God? Who knows? This ain't my home. I'm just passing through. I've got a place I'm going to. Hallelujah. I am a son of a king. I am a daughter of the king. Mary went walking down the street. As she walked down the little dirt path for a sidewalk, all of a sudden, she began to realize there's something around her, a real strange feeling. He said, that's the most wonderful experience he said, I trust everybody here has that kind of experience sometime. I said, yes, Lord. If you haven't, this would be a wonderful night to start. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Just, how do I start, Brother Timothy? How do I start? Just start thinking about him. 
So simple. And worship him in your heart. And all of a sudden, you'll feel the closeness of the Holy Spirit around you. And it gets so anointed till you can't hold it any longer. And all of a sudden, your hands will shoot up or something will happen. You can't stand still when that comes. She was thinking, not noticing what was around her. Little lady, perhaps with a pair of sandals on her feet, walking down a little dusty path, but thinking of the Lord and his promises of things to come. She was thinking, and all of a sudden, the feeling got so great around her until she raised up her head. She just raised up her head. And there standing before her was a light. And out of that light steps Gabriel, the angel, the archangel of God. He says, if you want angels to appear to you, listen, if you want angels to appear to you, keep your mind on God and off the things of the world. Go about your business, go to church, go to your washing, whatever, but keep your mind on him all day and all night. Then God will do something. You're drawing close to him. You're, the world is being shut out, just you and him together. Mercy. <laughs> the appearing of the angel no doubt frightened the little virgin. She had been taught in those days that, may, that days of miracles were past. But she had seen something happen. The angel said, Hail Mary. Hail means to stop. He had a message for her. And when the angel comes, he's got a message. Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes, amen, God's angel is here tonight with a message for every believer. Keep your mind on him. Keep thinking about him. Think about how lovely he is. How sweet he is. Think about his promises. If you're sick, get that off your mind. If you're sick, get this on your mind. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace were upon him. And with his stripes, I was healed. Keep your mind centered like that. And something will start happening. All of a sudden, there's something drawn out of you, and an anointing will come, and out of that chair you'll go. Drawn out of the Lord, and he'll draw out of you. But it's usually when you've got your mind on him. It's reasonably usually at times when you're thinking about him when he appears. You know, when you're thinking about getting right or doing something right, that's when he comes to help you. It must have been about that time. Supernatural started taking place. This is one of my favorite quotes in looking to the unseen. He said, I think the, he said, I think the Holy Spirit can lead a man and tell him things and make him act different and make him believe things and receive things that this world can never believe can happen. That's the difference, the Holy Spirit. I'm a witness. He said, I was a blind man once. Myself practically had to be led. So I now know what I'm talking about. That is the Holy Spirit. He said, oh, can't you feel that pulsation of the Spirit begin to rise on your heart saying Jesus Christ is in our midst? Oh, can we turn our thoughts to this for a moment? Jesus Christ is in our midst. How do you know? Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be. Pulsation, something begins moving like a heartbeat. It's pumping energy into your spirit. It's pumping energy into your mind. Then let the things in your eyes just black out. And see not the things of the world. See the things of God. See what God's doing. 
See, like Noah, he just let it all black out. All the critics, all the naysayers, all the people walking away, just let it black out. Don't listen to them. Don't give a dime of your time to a critic. Give it all to Jesus. If Noah would have gave a dime a time, dime a time to the critics he had, he'd have never built the ark. But he kept one nail after another nail, board after another board. Jesus said, God said, it's going to rain. Children, this is not a dream. This is a visitation. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. These little chihuahuas. Bye, 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 bye. Believe the sign. Bye, 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 bye. Not a dime. Let them go. Let them go on. They might finally be made manifest. But there's still a people that say, no, my eyes are on Jesus. Amen. We see where it led them to anyhow. Oh, I'm walking away from a cult. And then they walk away from God altogether. Not a dime of time. I don't know why I'm saying that over and over. Maybe somebody here has been trying to listen to it. Quit listening to them. Let it go. It ain't worth it. They can't offer you anything better. Yeah, or even as good. Anything in comparison. He says, believing what God said. He said, oh, tonight in this angelus temple could so tune our hearts. Not our literal minds, let it go, cast down reason, but with our hearts could tune into the word of God to see a revival break forth, to see the altars full, to see the church packed, to see a revival spreading through Los Angeles, a fire that cannot be put out. Our hearts would begin to pulsate under the power of the Holy Ghost. There would be such a prayer meeting over Los Angeles night if it could happen, certainly. He said, what when the, when the church is in tune, that's what happened in the upper room when they got an all one mind and one accord. Right. Whose mind? His mind, not Peter's, That's not any other. His mind. He said, when, what if the people here tonight that's sick could just begin to think this right here? Three words. God is God. Amen. Well, if he's God, then cancer has to bow. COVID has to bow. Demons of every kind has to flee. If God is God, amen, if he isn't, why are we serving him? Hallelujah. But if he's still God, he's still a healer. If he's still God, he's still the deliverer. If he's still God, he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's still God, his word is still true. And I say he's still God. And God is God. Amen. And he made a promise. He won't break it. If God is God, he has to keep it. And then all of a sudden, a pulsation begins to rise in the heart. Something's going to take place. Nothing's going to stop this. It's a fire. It's like a building on fire on a windy day. It just keeps blowing as the Holy Spirit fans that fire. And it keeps burning till it becomes a reality to you. Because why? God is God. Apparently, the world's thinking don't believe that. They don't believe in a God. Christianity don't really believe in the God that we talk about. 
Because apparently their God has no power. Apparently their God has no power to cleanse them from smoking, drinking, adulteries, every kind of filth in the world. They can just come and be a Christian but still live like a sinner. That's all it is. It's just changing a name, not a nature. We want a nature change. But the God that I talk about still has the power. The God that I'm speaking about still can raise the dead. He can still heal the blind. He can still save the lost. Hallelujah. God is God. Let me read this last one here as we, as we bring this down. Deny your thinking. Deny your mental conceptions. Just believe God's word and say it's true and march on with it. Keep moving. You get sicker, keep moving. After a while, you're going to break through every barrier and be free. Then you'll see him. Then he'll reveal himself to you. That then the son of God who made the promise will be real. If a man could ever catch the vision of the invisible God, not, not just a hope so, not just a maybe so, not just a God of yesterday. Oh, but remember what God did over here. And that, a God who's present, always present. There's something that stabilizes that man's thinking. It stabilizes his actions. And in the time of distress and trouble, he'll still look upward above the things that are happening around him. Because why? He caught a vision of the unseen. Oh, how Abraham, the reason he believed it, because God said it. And God said it, he was going to look at, look at the promise no matter what took place and call it present tense and rest upon it. Where? If you look at with your eyes and you see now our nation is shaking, trembling, war clouds are flying everywhere, distresses, perplexities of time, every sign that Jesus said was happening, it would happen, is happening. There would be signs in the heaven and the earth. All these things are taking place. But he commanded his church to lift up their heads. Change your thinking. In that day, to look up for the unseen Christ would be appearing pretty soon. So if we would walk by sight, we'd be children of darkness sure enough now. But I'm so glad to know that there's a light that shines in every believer's heart until the eternal day when Jesus will return. God change our thinking. May we not ever sacrifice a service to our thoughts of tomorrow. How many services have we sacrificed on thoughts of yesterday, thoughts of tomorrow, thoughts of what we got going on and what we're going through, and we sacrifice that service? God help us. I believe we're in the time that we better be in tune because the supernatural is going to start happening so quick. And if you're not watching for it, you're going to miss it. Let's bow our heads. Just in those last few hours of Christ hanging on the cross, how many prophecies were fulfilled and they missed it? God, open our eyes. Change our thinking. Tune in. When you come through these doors, one thought, God is God. Start worshiping him. 
giving him glory, giving him praise and honor and the position and place he deserves. Let him draw nigh to you. I wonder how many would just say, Lord, I, I want that kind of experience. I want to experience the Holy Spirit to just surround me, draw me into a place, a place that may be beyond my comfort level. But Lord, long as it's with you, that's where I want to be. In your presence, Lord, that's where I belong. Yes, Lord. Father, Satan tries on every hand. Every hand, Lord, to bring doubts and confusion and fear. Lord, how many mind battles we fought just in the last few weeks. The devil trying to punch at us over and over and over again. But Lord, you've been with us every step of the way. Through every bit of it, we can say God is God. You've been there for us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for watching over us. I personally want to thank you for watching over me and my family, my wife, for these dark times we've been through, Lord. My mother, thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I don't want to be like one of those lepers who never came back to give you praise, to thank you for what you've done. Lord, I, I want to thank you for every healing that's took place here, Lord. Every deliverance, Father, every, every soul, Lord, that found you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. We know we're here at the closing ends of time, Lord, and so close. Satan's trying every kind of way to get our mind on every kind of thing, Lord. But Lord, may our thinking be on you, Jesus. Our thoughts on you, Lord. You've seen the hands that were raised, Lord. God, to have that supernatural visitation. Lord, there is a lady here on the earth. Lord, has received a visitation from an angel. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for this word, Lord. Many have walked away, but I thank you for it. It's been a lifesaver. Where would I be, Lord, if it wasn't for your grace? Where would I be, Lord, if it wasn't for you, God, moving and directing? God, no doubt, be dashed upon a rock somewhere, wrecked, wrecked humanity. God, rich in mercy, thank you, Lord. Oh, my, is there anybody here who just want to thank him for a moment? For this grace he bestowed on you and your life. Where would you be if it wasn't for this grace? Where would you be if it wasn't for him moving and touching your life and changing you? And Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord.
Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Seeking your face, touching your grace. In the cleft of the rock, in the cleft of the rock, in your presence, oh God, in your presence, oh God, in your presence, in your presence, that's where I am strong.
It's all.